Hello and welcome once again to the Once When I Was Cool podcast. I am your co-host, Dave King. And I am your co-host, Wee Man. The Once When I Was Cool podcast is the uh, looking back fondly at our glorious halcyon days where we were cool. We knew what was going on. We look back fondly. It was a historical event. We're trying to forget the fact that we now have to get up several times a night to wee. When we get up and wee, it all dribbles down. We don't always get there. Things have been better, but things were once great. Or you could sit down to wee. Yeah, especially when it's cold. Mm. Right, there you go. Especially Mm. when the water's cold. Mm. Of course, over here, as always, joining us, we have our producer, Simon. Hello, Simon. How are you today, mate? Simon's given us a thumbs up. All's going well. And Simon's responsible for getting us out to your earballs every week. So we. Yes, Dave. How'd you get here today? Well, I got in my car and I drove here, had to set it on the nav, man, because I'm as bad as useless. Did you have that on your phone or did you have it in your car? Well, I've got one in my car, but I've got one on the phone as well. Okay, so it's it's now now having multiple ways of finding your way. If you've got a watch on, you can do it with those sorts of things as well these days. So uh, we, once when I was cool, we used to use a thing called a refidex or a map book or a street directory. Do you remember those? Yeah, I remember the old, uh, we used to call them the UBDs. Um, yeah, I think. UBD being the brand, I think Gregory's was the other one and they were just the sort of street directory. Yeah. Um, if you were lucky, if you were lucky you had one in your car, sometimes you had about seven. What, older versions or? Yeah, older versions or versions you, you know, you, you borrowed from um, your mates, your parents. I remember just before it became cheap to buy GPSs that you used to stick onto your thing and, you know, they were about 150 bucks at the time. One of the radio stations was handing them out and they um, they had a competition. This would have been about oh, 2004, 2005 and um, uh, they had a competition to see who could bring down the oldest street directory that they could find. And there were people all turning up with, you know, 2000, 2001, uh, you know, maybe in 1999, 1998 and uh, Bowler turned up <laughs> and had a 1984 one <laughs> <laughs> that he'd still been using for the city that we'd been in and this guy had been using it ever since then. So uh, he got an updated one. He was very proud but he had to give up his old one in, in the course of it. Well, yeah, look, over time you either had a, a Refidex that had uh, a lot of pages that you used because, it were, you know, they were very used, a lot of pristine pages. I remember uh, being a little bit nasty to a couple of my mates and removing a couple of pages when I knew that they were going into the city. So uh, <laughs> and it, was, then it ha- was funny for me, not pr- so much for them. But think about how it is. You're not allowed to have a look at your phone these days. You're not even allowed to have it in your hand. If, they, if you're driving at night and um, the police see it glow even, they'll pull you over thinking that you've got it in your hand regardless of what you're doing. But back in those days you used to have it open on the, spare, on, the, on the passenger seat and you'd have to flip from page to page as you were going down the roads and God help you if you had an older one and it didn't have the updated roadworks and the interchanges and those sorts of things in there. And um, 
it, it, it was shocking. You'd have to flick from page to page and it was never just sequential pages. It would be you are on map 53, now go to map 13 and now you're entering the city, go to map 1A and do these sorts of things and you're always on the edge of the maps. You're never right in the centre of it or if you're in the centre of it, it was usually as you crossed an intersection and then had to go to the next map which was 14 maps further on. Oh, ab- absolutely. The, uh, the, the brilliant uh, thing about that is... Uh used to be able to uh, tear up other bits of paper or sometimes other bits of the refidex that you didn't yeah. really need when it went through. And mark the, your pages. Mark your pages. Because yeah. we didn't have post-it notes back in those days. Uh, no, um, a cigarette packet, you know, you'd tear that up or, yeah. you know, a CD case that you didn't really like anymore. Uh-huh. You'd take the paper, the cardboard out of that. I mean, the, the other thing is if you, if, if you needed to, uh, you sort of... Found your route once, and then I, like what I used to do is count the count the bloody stoplights. Oh yeah, I had to go seven stoplights, then make a left, then four stoplights, and make a right, and then two mm. and a half stoplights. I was never that organised. I always had a look at the book, or if you didn't know, if you couldn't figure it out in the book yourself, and you were suddenly going from the top to the bottom of the page, and you didn't know whether you had to turn left or right, you'd be turning the book upside down, so all the writing was the other way around. I, and I also think that these. Um, <coughs> Refidex uh, or map books or whatever you want to call them were street for, directories. Sorry, the street directories yep. um, were cause for a lot of divorce back in the day. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I remember uh, some awesome arguments because I knew where to go, and you never stopped and asked somebody. No, that no, was, that was that the, was very unmanly, and it still is. I still don't ask directions these days. And my daughter Delilah, when I'm in the shops with her, she quite often says to me, "I'll just go and ask someone." I say, no, "It really goes against everything I wanted. I want to do as a man, but you know me, not really yeah, much not of manly. a man. Yeah, not not manly, <laughs> not, manly. <laughs> not manly at all. Mm. Yes, no, and you know, so I remember having having. A few arguments over the refidex um, and and uh, where we had to go, but yeah, my my lovely wife used to have to turn the refidex to the way we were going. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, she was trying to turn it around to read it and then turning it back the other way. Well, I have to say that my wife Tammy was awesome at being able to to read the read the book. She was much better than I was, but occasionally she would give me directions and say, "Turn at the third street on the right." And so I go, this one, no, this one, and then I could see she was getting irritated so I wouldn't do anything and go sailing past it as she then went into tirades of abuse about how uh, how I should have turned there and why don't you listen to me and you don't have any directions and, you know, that that was how that sort of happened. But uh, she, Tammy, is a very good sense of direction whereas I have none at all. Mm, I keep saying to my wife, like my wife uh, can lose a um, the car in a car park uh, you know, even today she can do that. So I, I know that she's got a faulty UBD gene. She was not born with it. She has no sense of direction. If she was a, a bird that had to fly south for the winter, she'd just fly west or something like that. Right. And, of course, we both grew up in, in country areas, so we would have to have one book that covered – I know that I had one book that covered country New South Wales and that would have all the towns and just the centre of the towns of, of maybe yep. 15, 20, 20 towns and then I would also have one of country Queensland uh, that covered all the all the sort of little towns of country Queensland and Queensland's a big place so you might have um, – Several. Yeah, several yeah, several or you'd have them all in one and you'd have – 
Mackay, Rockhampton, Gympie, all these different places that are hundreds and hundreds of kilometres apart. So then there'd be two, and then if you went to the if you went to the city, you'd have one for Brisbane, one for Sydney, one for Newcastle, all these other sorts of things, because those cities never had bypasses around them in those days as well. So you used to have to drive through the centre of the city, and I, I remember some of the some of the most frightening experiences we have ever had was when my dad would rage because he got lost in the city and didn't know where he was going and my mum couldn't keep up with the uh, with the map directory and he got to the point where he just saw the red mist and exploded and didn't there was nothing she could have said <laughs> and he was just driving and that was it and it was always the city's fault. It was never his fault. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I think yeah. it was a thing of men at the time or was it just my dad? No, no, no. No, it was all men, I think, um, and still today, again, I wouldn't stop and ask for directions. No, but I guess the difference today is is whereas you could always look at the map book and you could probably get a little bit lost in the street directory, it's really at your own peril if you think you know better than a um, than one of the GPS systems in your car. Eh, I like to think I know better. <laughs> of course you do. I like to think I know better and... You get to the point where you get to choose and, yeah, you know, the voice and... and Which voice? I've got a female, so yeah. I just think I'm not listening to you. <laughs> I'm already married. You can't tell me what to do. And then I get to a point and I'm going, Jesus, I should listen to the, to the lady telling yeah. me where I should yeah. go. Especially when you've gone down a one-way street the wrong direction. So Not you, if you do it in reverse. You could always... Uh, well, only going in one direction. So... Um, you could always end up with quite the library in the back of your car, usually sitting on the back street, strewn all around with all your tapes and everything else. And a few random pages that were just uh, strewn around because, you know, you, they just get ripped out. Yeah. Like I said, I've ripped a couple out of a couple of my mates just to... And how often did you ever remove one? If you bought one a few years later, how often would you ever take the old one out? The never. new one always seemed to make it in. The never, old one never seemed to get back out again. Never. Because no. you never know when you needed it. So they were the things that you used to have to buy. You used to go either go to a, an auto parts store or a department store and, and go and buy the, the up-to-date street directory. Um, Service station used to have them. And you'd always see some random dude or dudette standing by there trying to work out because they're too scabby to buy one. <laughs> so they'd be standing there and just looking at it going. Browsing. Right, got it. Got it. Got to go here. Got to go there. Right. Let's go, Dolores. Browsing. Browsing. But, of course, there was also the other option. Uh, once a year you would get the updated uh, book that would tell you how to get in touch with your friends, not necessarily how to, uh, how to go and visit them. It would be more about how to get in touch with them. Well, yes, that would be the phone book. The that, phone book, that's right. That would be the phone book. And depending on how big your town was, it would depend on how big the phone book was. And we know that phone books were worldwide. We we see, even though we didn't travel a lot when we were younger, we used to see them on, on TV that everybody had a phone book or a directory. And everybody seemed to go to the phone book, find the person they're looking for and rip that page out and then think it's got their, it's got their usually got their address and their phone number in it. But and you had to know the parent's name. No, no good if it was <laughs> one of whoever your mates. Had the, whoever owned the, um, whoever had the, the account. The account, the phone line. It was, I don't but know. But more importantly, it always used to have their address in there as well. So yeah. if you didn't know, if you just wanted to know how to ring them up, but then you'd find their, 
find their address as well, which, you know, doesn't seem to happen these days. People value their privacy too much, which is why they put everything on, on all the forms of social media of what they're eating and what they're wearing and where they've been and what they're swimming in. Swimming in. Especially swimming. Mm. So from from my point, I think, uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, you know, they used to use them as um, a a tool to dissipate the actual punch of a person as well. Oh, that was all bullshit, though. Unless you hit them with it, yeah. <laughs> and and the, the other part of the the phone book for for me in the country area was you flip it over. And it was the yellow pages in the back. So you had the grey pages or white pages in the front and the yellow pages in the back. But if you lived in the city, there was always the two big thick volumes of white pages and then the two big thick volumes of the yellow pages. And do you remember if you ever wanted to get somebody's phone number, you would go to the post office and the post office would have every white pages in the country. Absolutely. But yet again, you'd get there and if it was towards the end of the year before the new one happened, they'd be um, torn apart and ratty and tatty and all these oh, sorts yeah. of things as well. Yeah, absolutely. The the One of my fondest memories, and it still comes up every now and then, of the uh, white slash yellow pages, any of the uh, phone books, or well, this was actually multiple phone books, because I'm such a tall strapping man, uh, the school photos I had, you could see the uh, phone books that I was actually standing on, <laughs> on the ends of the... <laughs> I was always at the a- end of the line and I was always on the edges, but you could see the couple of telephone I, books I was standing on. You're a handsome man though, hoping you wouldn't get in. Oh, absolutely. But uh, do you remember, uh, do you ever remember um, when you didn't have a phone book or you couldn't find a phone book? How would you find out what somebody's phone number was? You, you didn't. Or you rang the operator. You'd ring well, operator and call assist and those sorts of things and, uh, you know, eventually they started charging you money because they'd connect the phone call for you. But you used to be able to ring the operator and pick up and dial. I couldn't even tell you what number it was you used to dial. If you remember what number it was you used to dial, give us an email. Let us know what it was. It once was cool podcast at gmail.com. My, um, my monster-in-law, she used to... Um work on the uh, phone exchange where you had to ring them up and they'd plug it out of one and plug it into the other. I'm sure they listened in to every phone conversation. It did be, I always wonder how they even had the time to listen to those uh, conversations but those old bi- busybodies always used to know what was going on. My, and my wife is her, her mother's daughter. <laughs> my, um, I also spent time growing up in some little country towns because my dad was a, a country policeman and uh, in those little country towns the, the, you could guarantee that um, people were always listening into their phone conversations. Oh, absolutely. It happens now with technology that we have today. And get a scanner, listen to any of the channels. Mm. So what are your thoughts these days? Phone books? Don't need them. Don't need them? Gone? Waste of paper? Funnily enough, they do still turn up though. They do. They're far smaller. Even in the cities that we live in, they're they're a far smaller version of what they used to be. It's more business. It's more business type stuff. But interestingly, it's funny how few businesses actually do still advertising. A lot of them rely on Facebook or rely on other online sorts of services. Very few of them have web pages anymore. So it's, you know, if you don't have Facebook or you're not prepared to look for those sorts of things, it can be quite difficult to find people. Whatever happened to a good old billboard? You know, advertise your... Your plumbing service, you know, right. your vaccination service, you know, vac- vaccinate against polio. I don't know. Right. Okay. 
Fair enough. Yeah, they used to. Well, I'm sure billboards are still around, but in the bigger cities, there's more than one, more than one plumber, and more than one other sorts of things. I don't know that they're necessarily the. But that's the what they used to advertise in as well. So you'd be in the phone book. It'll be in the white pages. Be the yellow pages. And I remember with the yellow pages, you used to go through, and whoever had the biggest ad, you must have thought was the best business because their they ad was big, it. and they could afford a big ad, and you didn't go through those sorts of things. And the other people must have been stingy. So Either that or they thought old people didn't wear glasses so, oh, that's big, I can read that. <laughs> Mabel, we're going to go over here and go to Billy's ball cleaning. And the people that would... Um, ball cleaning. Anyway, sorry. And the people who would... Golfing. Um, golfing I was talking about. Golfing, golf balls, mm. basketball, because mm. some of those people... Whatever balls. Yeah. Eyeballs. Yeah, no, I've lost my thread now. Um, what about uh, street directories? Do we need street directories anymore? Or the, nah, the it's on your, um, it's on your every every car just about these days comes with a uh, GPS already in it. You can buy. You've got apps on your portable devices. You've got usually somebody in your ear and telling you where to go. I mm-hmm. get that a lot from my wife. She mm-hmm. tells me where to go. And, and we don't tend to travel too far from the from the beaten path that we usually take anyway these days in a day to day sort of context. Do you um, what do you think about with um, with the GPS systems? It's funny that well, you get the ones on your phone and on your tablets. They get updated regularly. They yes. cost you nothing. Yes. But you go and you spend money on a GPS system, whether it's already inbuilt in your car. Or you go and buy it from one of the electronic stores and get one that you can attach and walk with and do all these sorts of things. But to update them, you have to go through a subscription service and pay money and all those sorts of things. It's a way of making a buck, I suppose. Absolutely. But, you know, when you get it for free on your phone, well, I guess it's not really free on your phone because you've had to pay for it anyway. Nothing's free. Mm. So, not necessary anymore? Not necessary. Very valuable back in the day. Were they cool? They were cool. They were needed. They were necessary. I don't know if they were cool. I don't think anyone ever thought about them whether they were cool or not. I remember when GPSs came out, they were cool. They were very cool but but to actually be able to get from point A to point B was pretty cool. (laughs) Get there in in the quickest possible manner. And and know where you're going. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I think, um, you know, being able to find some lovely young lady's address and phone number was pretty cool. Silence is gold. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, that, I, I don't know where to go there. And so, anyway, if you have any experiences with uh, Refidexes or map books or street directories or phone books or anything you'd like to share with them, if you still rely on them, if you still have them, if you still know where you can buy them, send us an email at once was cool podcast at gmail.com. Have a look for us at oncewascool.com. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Simon. We'll see you next time. Bye.